Good evening, and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. This is short but sweet, or is it? Tonight we're going to talk about documentary December, music documentary, Gimme Shelter, The Rolling Stones. Not one of my favorites. There are some shiny moments, but the after effect with the Hells Angels and how the Stones had them as bodyguards or security, I don't know. But you know, that's what you're going to get when you bring them to the forefront at the Altamont Speedway, which I'm not too far from in California. This is, I should have talked about this on the 6th because this was released on December 6, 1970, a year after it happened, directed by Albert and David Mazels, who, and Charlotte Zerwin, who also, they did uh, Grey Gardens, you know, the story of Little Edie and Big Edie. So here we go. In uh, 1970, uh, okay, so this chronicles the last weeks of the Rolling Stones' 1969 U.S. tour, which culminated in the disastrous Ultimate Altamont Free Concert. The film is named after the Gimme Shelter, the lead track from the group's 1969 album, Let It Bleed. Gimme Shelter was screened out of competition as the opening film of the 1971 Cannes Film Film Festival. That's a counterculture documentary. Mm. The film depicts some of the Madison Square Garden concert later featured on the 1970 live album Get Your Ya-Ya's Out, The Rolling Stones in Concert, as well as Charlie Watts and a donkey filmed on the M6 motorway near Birmingham during a photograph session for the album cover. It also shows the Stones at work in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, recording Brown Sugar and Wild Horses, and footage of Ike and Tina opening for the Stones at their Madison Square concert. To Mick Jagger's comment, it's nice to have a chick occasionally. Oh, Mick, you jealous bastard. Oh, so that is the shiny moment of Gimme Shelter. Okay? So Ike and Tina, you know, to this day, Tina Turner can't watch that clip. I think she she felt she brought too much sexually to that moment. She's singing... Otis Redding, I've been loving you for so long, okay? And so Tina starts to caress. This is a legendary clip. They showed it to her in 60 Minutes with the late Mike Wallace. She put her fingers in her ears, didn't want to watch it, where she's caressing the microphone. And she's like, and I want you. I want you to give it to me. And I want you to, oh. And she starts to go into it. It's another thing to watch, what Tina Turner, when she was performing, could bring to a stage. We're not going to play clips tonight, okay? I did that for Lemmy last night because I loved Lemmy and Motorhead. But this is this is from experience. When you, I've never seen Tina Turner in concert, and I hope maybe one day in her 80s she does a, a show. It remains to be seen. Um, but there's an energy about Tina Turner that nobody... Beyonce can try to conjure it all she wants. You know, all these singers can try to conjure the the remnants of Tina Turner or the energy, the pulsating energy that is Tina Turner, but they can't do it. And only Tina Turner could do it. Okay. And 
there's a moment in the performance of I've been loving you so long where Tina just lets that shit rip and she's just she's giving you the blues this is R&B at its best with some rock and she's like oh oh baby give it to me make me know I can't do it like Tina that if she had never done what's love got to do with it that right there is a testament that made Mick Jagger jealous like a bitch Okay, and Mick, ja- Mick, Mick Jagger is a pretty jealous person. When Keith gets it, oh, that's not fair. But even Keith can be jealous too. You know, I know about jealousy. My dog was in the in the cat's bed, and it's like shit. Now I gotta buy her a bed, and so I did. Everyone needs to be treated well and equal in on my farm. <sighs> the ultimate free concert, which turned into disaster. It turned into, uh, I mean, murder, music, mayhem. Three M's that you don't want to have. People thought 1968 was a bloody year. 1969 was a deadly year. It was a deadly year. And um, the focus then turns to the 1969 concert itself at the Altamont Speedway the security for which was provided by the Hells Angels, armed with pool cues. As the day progresses with drug-taking and drinking from the Angels and the members of the audience, the mood turns ugly. Oh boy, did it ever. Fights break out during performances by the Flying Burrito Brothers and the Jefferson Airplane. Bracelet pleads with the crowd to settle down. When Mick Jagger arrives to the grounds via helicopter, he is punched in the face by an unruly fan while making his way to his trailer. At one point, Jefferson Airplane lead singer Marty Baum is knocked out of it by a Hell's Angel. Paul Cantor attempts to confront the people who hit my lead singer. In response, announced, Hey man, I'd like to mention that the Hell's Angels have just smashed Marty Baum in the face and knocked him out a bit. I'd like to thank you for that. To which in Hell's Angels sitting on the stage grabs a microphone and replies, You're talking to my people. Let me tell you what's happening. You man. You are what's happening. Stick her, uh, Slick herself warns the angels after they continue hitting people. You don't hassle with anybody in particular. You got to keep your bodies off each other unless you intend love. People get weird and you need people like the angels to keep people in line. But the angels also, you know, you don't bust people in the head for nothing. So both sides are fucking up temporarily. Let's not keep fucking up. Jerry Garcia and Phil Leash arrive, but the Grateful Dead opt not to play after learning of the incident with Ballin. With, from Santana drummer Michael Shavers, Santana and Scrappy Spills and Nash and Young are performed at the concert but are not shown in the movie. It got deadly. The Stones are shown appearing on stage that evening and perform sympathy sympathy for the devil as the tension continues to build during the next song, Under My Thumb. A member of the audience, an 18-year-old, attempted with other crowd members to force his way onto the stage. As a result, was struck by the Hells Angels guarding the band. Hunter then drew a revolver before being attacked by the Hells Angel and killed by at least six stab wounds. It was captured on film by at least one of the many camera operators filming the documentary and appeared in the final cut of the film. According to Albert Maisels, the stabbing was filmed by this person. The other sources have 
credited another person. The film sequence clearly shows the dark silhouette of a handgun in so-and-so's hand against the crocheted vest of his girlfriend. Oh, this is, yeah, this is why I didn't like it. Uh, the credited camera operators for Altamont included a young George Lucas. At the concert, Lucas' camera jammed after shooting about 100 feet of film. None of his footage was incorporated into the final cut. Mm. The performances, Jumpin' Jack Flash, I Can't Get No Satisfaction, You Gotta Move, Wild Horses, Brown Sugar, Love in Vain, Honky Tonk Woman, Street Fighter Man, Oh, It Happened That Night, Sympathy for the Devil, Not There, under my thumb and give me shelter. There was no shelter at that concert. I've been loving you too long at Madison Square Garden, Jefferson Airplane, at the Altamont, Flying Burrito, or others. This documentary, when I first watched it, and I'd never seen it before, and I thought, okay, you know, I'll give it a chance. I've seen many music documentaries this this really disgusted me and it made me kind of look at the stones it's like are you kidding me are you kidding me i mean the audience there are some things in that audience that you see especially in the daylight and it's kind of like we don't really need to see that okay it's not that i'm here's the thing i love the stones music but this documentary was really disgusting to watch. People can disagree with me. Um, I mean, and I'm talking about the Altamont Speedway footage and what happened. That's where, you know, people don't want to tell the truth. And if you notice, I didn't say certain names because that's not my case to say that on this show. That's for those who were involved. Um who didn't come forward. And so, you know, the 60s, I wasn't there, but I know people who were, okay? The 60s were not a... a, You know how we say, old age ain't for sissies? The 60s were not for sissies. You had to be pretty tough to have endured the 60s. And I'm not just talking about at home, okay? So when I watched this documentary, and I watched it once, and once was enough, it kind of shows the Rolling Stones in a very not-so-great light. Mick Jagger, are you listening? Okay. Now, I'm not condemning the Stones. Like I said, the music, hey, it's, it's the soundtrack. But, you know that old saying, you get what you pay for? When you hire Hell's Angels is your bodyguards of a concert. They are not law enforcement, okay? They're not hired security. These I mean, these are vigilantes, so you better watch it. And when you get drugs involved, oh man. And, you know, Albert and David Mazels went on to do some really great documentaries together before David Mazels died in the 1980s. And Albert Mazels continued on and he did a really great documentary, his last, called Iris, about Iris Apfil, a really great fashion icon. But Gimme Shelter, 
The Rolling Stones, the documentary, the footage of the Altamont Speedway. I closed my eyes because I saw it. I saw it once. But those who lived it, they'll tell you another thing. It really made them sick. Even the Grateful Dead knew it. See, the Grateful Dead did not fuck with that shit. They didn't fuck with violence. And they knew that the angels... (laughs) They ain't no angels, for one. Hello. Yeah. So... What else can we say? It's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Documentary December. Um, it's a short one tonight. Because, you know, I'm not I'm not a fan of this documentary. And I've seen them all. Okay? So, Merry Christmas to you all. Thank you for listening. The microphone wasn't working. I guess that ha- that's what happens when you accidentally drop some sparkling water on it. You know, um, maybe there's a ghost at foot, and I do believe in ghosts. Not religious, but I believe in them. The energy. You know, hello, this is Christmas. Charles Dickens, who believed that he was surrounded by ghosts. Oh my God. We're all surrounded by them. You know, uh, Albert C. Clarke, who wrote Space Odyssey 2001 with Stanley Kubrick, said that we are all surrounded by ghosts, just like Charles Dickens said. Okay, so Merry Christmas. May we all heal. It's documentary December. I, I talk about these documentaries. Here's the thing. I love films. I almost became a filmmaker. I shouldn't say almost because there's still time. I've still got... 50 more years on me. Um, uh, Or maybe 70. Hey, we'll never know. Um, But, and I love music. I think music is such a great thing. I've had people in my family, cousins who have made fun of the fact that I like music. Um, Usually they're full of shit, you know. Um... I have a lot of people in my family who are full of shit. Not my immediate family. My immediate family, you know, they give me the freedom to pursue and to, you know, I mean, we were we were not raised religious. We weren't. We were given a freedom that other people are not given. And so I, I have respect and love for that. But there's other relatives, they just like to just tear me down even some friends of the family who like to tear me down and so for that this is Christmas, heal and fuck you because you're not going to tear me down okay who've made fun of this show who've made fun of how I look and that's fine that's fine if you notice I cut those people off I could cut everybody off and not give a flying fuck but I do this show. I don't do this show for money. I made a little bit of money off of this show. But I do this show for the love of the art. I don't do much talking anymore. Personally. I try not to. I try to save it for the show. Everything that I have to say, I'll say on the show. Everything about documentaries, you know the pauses. I try not to do the ums. Whenever I do the ums too much, I think of my 
professor in college who taught us to remove the ums of uncertainty or ensure, you know, uh, insecurity from our dialogue and to just pause. And I paused, but I don't want to leave you too much in suspense. And um, it's almost midnight. The deadline is upon us. So Merry Christmas, wherever you are. Uh, Shout out to the LNC666 who listen, my Canadian fans, my European fans, my American fans, you know, I've always wanted to go to Europe, I've always wanted to go to the Emerald Isle, to England, to Germany, to Denmark, um, you know, uh, everywhere. But until then, I'm on the podcast, Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Next month, we're going to talk about comedy because we all need to laugh. There are so many great comedies, and I'm going to finish off the night watching Gremlins, which is so funny, yet so scary, but it's Christmas. It's not Christmas until you hear those gremlins go rah, 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 unpleasant dreams.